they need to get into all the weird ones, like dating what? naked, and I suppose undressed is like dating naked. Too hot to handle. Or... Um, what's that one that you were watching? Uh, are you the one? Yes, are you the one? Give it, um, I, that one would be hard to figure out because... Well, maybe not... Maybe I know, not I, know, like I, know the... I suppose that makes sense. Put wh- Which animals fuck until they find which ones they like? <laughs> Humans! Hello and welcome to this episode of the Great Mates Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, we are a bunch of young Australians who usually talk about life in Australia and sometimes stuff that we find on the internet. So on this episode, I'm Josh and with me, I have got Nick. Hello. So once again, it's another STEM boys only episode, but maybe there won't be all STEM stuff today. Uh, So yeah, how do we want to kick this episode off, Nick? Um, throw the ball up and we see who hits it. <laughs> That's how you start an <laughs> AFL game. And a volleyball game. Oh yeah, I suppose volleyball. Yes. Um, <laughs> Netball and basketball. And basketball. Um, there's a number of sports ball games that involve throwing the ball into the air first and seeing who strikes it. Um... European handball? I don't know. I have never, uh, never interacted with that with that sport. <laughs> I mean, technically, technically, like Aussie handball, as in school handball. Actually, no, no. Schoolyard handball is a is a thing here. Like, um, or as we had one teacher at my primary school want to call it, hand tennis. Yes, because it literally is just tennis, but your racket is the your hand is the racket, um, and yeah, that's a that's a like that's a unique experience I never like had before coming to Australia as like a school kid, and then coming here, learning how the hell you're supposed to play this game. Um, yeah, it's just interesting. <laughs> Because then you have the whole, like, ace, king, queen, jack, dunce, depending on how many players there are, and depending on how you f- do the formation thing. Um, yeah, handball, like, in primary school, high school, was a very interesting time, um, and a very interesting experience. Um, I, I remember at my last high school... Um, they, for some reason, had, like, squares of nine, so we'd have, like, nine-person handball. Oh, my God. That was, um, it was mostly the person in the middle just, like, ducking most of the time, trying to not get hit as someone tries to launch the ball from one end to the other. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. That makes sense. But nine sounds far too chaotic, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, it was better than trying to do, like, three. Well, I remember trying to do three a couple times. Well, to be fair, it's a three by three square and not like a yeah, true, not a one by nine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Just a long line. Oh my god! 
Although, oh, I've played I've played one by fives before. Um, that one's always fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading about it, and apparently, a one by six is not rare. Though that sounds chaotic. One by six would mean, actually, no, that would make things spicy because at least there'd be like equal amount of time, like people are trying to hit the ball. Because like with one by five. You can do it from ace through to dunce, like ace, then queen, then dunce. That way you can just skip the um, king and jack. Also with a one by six, it would it would make things at least spicier, I guess. Hmm. Hmm. <sighs> yeah. I mean, that was... Yeah, uh, it, it is a very Australian thing, thinking about it. I mean, for one, Australia has good weather, so yes, that's like, true. we actually have time to go outside. Yes. What is this? Like, uh, like what? One hour, one hour, 45 minute lunch breaks. It's like... Yeah, usually you get like 45... 45 to an 15. hour-ish. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you usually end up with like a total of between an hour and an hour and a half, depending. Mm-hmm. Usually at, at high school, lunch was long enough to... Have a game of some type of cards, whether it uh, be yes. Yu-Gi-Oh or Magic: The Gathering or Pokemon. Oh, or you're, poker, you're talking about a lot of poker. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I mean. We, we like... went, we went all through every. Oh no, I went through every card game. I started, uh, I started high school like playing poker, then moving on to trading cards, and then eventually just sat in the drama studio every. Well, I mean, also. I had lots of performances to plan, as we found out a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. <laughs> oh my lord! Um, yeah, just I'm just looking through the wiki articles for this. I'm just like, yeah, trying to see if there's any like weird. Well, it, okay. Apparently, it says that Southeast Asia has this version of handball, and not when I was there. Maybe just not Singapore. Um, oh, have you have you played handball with like the mat, the giant tennis ball before? No, oh, like okay. those weirdly like those Novelty. tennis balls that you see and everyone's like, "What the fuck would you use that for?" Because you can't mm. kick it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, yeah, those like um, sort of medicine ball sized tennis balls. <laughs> Oh, those were those were the days. Although although you really can't get much like distance with them, because they just they seem to make no sense. Like because the tennis ball is designed so well that it, about how it compresses and the material of it, mm-hmm. and I've and I feel like if you scale it up, you're just going to ruin that design. Not not wrong. I think. Uh, if you do upscale a tennis ball, you lose, you lose, yeah, it just loses a lot of that potential energy, I think. So, yeah, they never really work out. Like, those, the games that we play with those, like, massive tennis balls usually don't work as well compared to using a regular old tennis ball or those, like, um, oh, what are those other balls that we use? Not not cricket balls, because they'd be fucking painful. Um, that would, yeah, that would be a loss for a hand. Well, a handball. Uh, yeah, 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 those, handball. What, what do they technically call them? Uh, 
I think they're called like a high bounce ball or something. Yeah, they're made with like r- rubber. Yeah, like and- a silicon, like a synthetic rubber. Yeah, yeah, those ones. High bounce stuff. Um, but yeah, no. Ooh, oh, I can't remember if someone actually used a cricket ball once before. All no, I remember with like free. the really bouncy ones is like you'd go into the quad and try to see if you could like or like some type of shedded area and try to see if you can bounce like get it hit rebound off the ground and the roof a couple times. Oh yes, yes. I Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old days. And then you'd progress from handball to brandy. Um <laughs> Real fast. Um. In primary school, I went from handball to dislocating people's shoulders and elbows. Because I was what? a menace. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was a fucking menace. Oh, dear. I mean, then, then in year seven, I just, like, did nothing during year seven. And, yeah, year eight, more handball. <laughs> then year nine was, like, card games. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think what happened in high school. Like, if it wasn't handball, and if people went fucking around on the oval, what were we doing? What I mean, card good, games would we playing? There was a good couple, maybe two months, where various groups of people would erupt into nerf battles, so much that the school had to ban <laughs> any type of nerf gun, which makes sense. Oh, yeah. But you but... would, like... But you would, like... It was all in, like, Facebook groups. You'd have teams and you'd be like, at 8.35, I shot this person. They're now dead for the day. Oh, it was like this whole organized this thing RPG between, like, different... Thing. RPG thing. Yeah, this, like, RPG thing. And, like, every team had a designated medic that could, like, res everyone once once a day. And, and then, yeah, the school's like, yeah, no, you can't do that. <laughs> See, I feel like y'all had the ability to... You, y'all had Facebook while you were in, in high school. So, y- y'all had the ability to do that sort of stuff that I don't yeah, think... Well, this was year 11. Oh simply God. because I was paying... I did remember it was year 11 because I hated my English teacher. And I would just be, like, watching... Like, first period, I'd be like, okay, who's dead? Ah... Uh. Oh, God. Oh, high school. Just just school in general. I don't... I, I mean, I kind of miss it, but at the same time, I don't... I don't know. <laughs> you romanticise parts, but you also are like, I, you know, fuck yeah. that. Yeah, like, no. Um, like me having to do this literacy assignment that I still have to finish... Mm-hmm. But it's like I fuck it. I thought I finished English, yo. <laughs> I uh Oh dear. No, no. Yeah, you're right. Like some sometimes yeah, you, you look back on stuff and you really like romanticize parts of it. But I think high school and I'm pretty sure I've said it here before, is one of those times that I have uh, very little memories of, either because I don't remember them at all. Or I actively choose to um, forget, like, those five years of high school from 8 to 12. It was just like, mm, no. <laughs> then, like, like, 
there's, there are definitely bits of high school where I'm just like, I don't want to remember this because there was shit that went down, um, either related to me or, you know, within the different, like, cliques in my cohort that were just like, y'all were real wild back then. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think there was also, like, one point in time, I swear to fucking God, somewhat one of these boys in, in my cohort probably sussed that I was gay and then tried to, like, I wouldn't say blackmail, but I guess I could use that term. Um, or, or, yeah, bully me in that, because they sussed it out somehow. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of why, like, high school is that period of time where I just like, mm, I'd rather not remember that time. And whenever I talk about high school, um, with friends now, it's like, yeah, I escaped high school. <laughs> I didn't graduate, <laughs> I escaped from it. Um, I th- that's also kind of why I was really hesitant about like any sort of like reunion plans and stuff like that. And I'm fairly sure I've mentioned this on the podcast before, um, about having like that 10 year reunion. Mostly that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, like I, I never rebuilt a lot of bridges with people from high school except for like m- now. Uh, maybe two people. <laughs> There's, I, like... I would, I'd be happy to go back and rekindle friendships from high school, but at the same time, it's like you... I, I think for a lot of school friendships, it's like school is what keeps you together. Mm, Other than that, mm, when mm. you get when you get down to it, you actually lack a lot of common interests and, yeah. and such. Or, plus, you grow. And the uh, and the inability or not seeing everyone nearly every day of your life, you kind of like the distance becomes that easy to justify barrier. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I, I said it in chat. I think it was yesterday. No, maybe the day before, where I was like. I had a drama class of nine people, and I've completely forgotten one of those people. Like, I cannot remember who that who the ninth person was. Oh, my I'm God. Like, I know by the end there was three guys and six girls. Uh-huh. And I can name me and the other two guys. Uh-huh. And I can name five of the girls. Don't <laughs> know who the sixth one, one was. <laughs> I, I went through one of, like, one of the guys who, like... Everyone he's ever been friends with, he ha- or everyone he's ever met, met, is on his Facebook. So I was like, I wonder if I just mm-hmm. go through all these friends if I can find someone. I'm like, no, no, was it you? No, I don't think it was you. And I went through all my drama books, being like, if I got any name, no, no names in here. So someone's just <laughs> lost the time for me. Oh dear. I could Maybe probably s- try to find my like school photos or something from then, but who knows? Hmm. Maybe they were um they were lost when Thanos <laughs> Yeah, mate. Maybe they were uh, a ghost. Oh spooky spooky. Well see that's if if people actually showed up to this guy's wedding, yes. then you know, I would actually be able to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, process of but there was only like six of us from high school that ended up at his wedding. I see. And of those, like at least half of them I'd seen 
within the last couple months. <laughs> so, n- now one of them lives in Victoria. Oh, boy. Poor, poor. Yeah, she's a teacher. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. But she's not in Melbourne, luckily. Okay, I guess that that is a good thing, I guess. Um, but she went up like she was. She was. She started full time like term two, and as you know, ooh. in Victoria, term two they did not have people in classrooms, so she started yeah. online. T- she she taught around here, like last year in term one and all placements and that. But to start a new job doing online teaching, mate, more power to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness me, but yeah. Uh, like, I think... No, it, I um, think it's always interesting seeing how people come out. Or, how, like, how people view high school in hindsight. Yeah, and how like they turn out, like, down the line. Oh, n- not even that, but I just, like, it's such, like it's an experience that everyone goes through. Mm. And it's interesting how even people who fit the same demographics can have a very different... Um. Yeah, uh, like, uh, idea and opinion of it. I mean, mm-hmm. also, the type of schooling you do, like, if you are gay and going to a Catholic school, well... <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a queer person that went to a uh, Christian school, that's a big mood. Yeah. Or you can be like me, who went to an inner-city uh, public school mm-hmm. that was, like, walking distance from... The beach and a shopping center and other other things, and it was yes. like we had surfies, and you'd jump the fence and go get Subway or McDonald's for lunch. Or, <laughs> but I was also a, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, because I've noticed with the school I was, I've been doing placement at. It's like parents pick their kids up from school. And then I realised that, like, most kids go to a primary school that is really close to their place, unlike me, who went to the only Catholic primary school in a small country town. So, like, sometimes it would be an hour, hour and a half bus ride home. More because of the route of the bus, but... Like, I, I remember living, you know, half an hour shortest drive from my primary school and that's just something that most kids don't go through and that I was like oh that's weird <laughs> so I suppose <sighs> like that, that that's another thing where if if you go to a school where you all live distant from each other then you can't really form strong external to school friend friendships mm, yeah yeah and I think that was definitely a thing when I started moving further and further away from my last high school where it's like as I started, I started the school where everyone more or less got the same public bus home and I was walking distance. It was like a half an hour walk, but it was still, for me, walking distance. And then by the time I graduated, I was 20 minutes away, still in the same city, but in a different zone. And it, and kind of those... Or I had a friend who we he lived near mine and he would come to my place every single day. So much so that mum had to be like, uh, is he staying for dinner? And a couple of times be like, um, he can't stay for dinner. We don't have enough money. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dear. 
Or sometimes she would drive, she'd like go out shopping, come home, and you'd just be like sitting on the curb because he didn't have Wi-Fi and we did. Just like oh, yeah. trying to use the Wi-Fi. And mom had to be like, hi, um, the boys aren't here. And he's like, yeah, no, she's using your Wi-Fi. I hope that's okay. And mom's like, um, yeah, I suppose. He's a weird kid. Okay. He's slightly less weird now. He's still weird. But I we mean, all, we're all weird. Fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, he used to come over and stay with so much <laughs> that, uh, yeah, people thought that we may have been an item. And oh. hell no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just, it's that often that people will make that connection, I guess. Well, I think, like, in a having a family and city and friend group that were pretty open to that all. Mm, mm. It's like, yeah, st- yeah. Like, like people who turn up to school together, go home together, stay at each other's houses. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Are rarely seen... <laughs> Set apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Make, you can, people can make that jump very easily, and I think I that's mean, just... I mean, I... I, I remember people saying that about sets of twins, and it's like, guys, guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Careful. Careful. Yeah. Oh, dear. But, yeah. No, I'm just thinking about, like, because I, inv- I was going to have gone to my first wedding in 2020 um, in the middle of May. Like, like pre-COVID, this is going to be a thing. Um, for the, one of the only, like, friends I have maintained contact with from high school for the past 10 years, um, that was going to be a thing. And I was like, oh yeah, I wonder, I wonder who from high school my friend was going to be inviting to her wedding. And I was like, huh, it makes sense that it wouldn't be like, uh, it would just be whoever she was still friends with, like, for the past, you know, eight, nine, ten years after graduating from high school. And I'm like, oh, yeah, those people. How how comfortable would I be um, interacting with them again? Because the only context I have now is um, what I remember from high school and, I guess, bits and pieces from Facebook and whatnot. Because I don't, like, it, um, use Facebook primarily i like for whatever you know facebook is used for now um i just use it to you know poke around um have a look at what other people are doing in their lives i guess so yeah it's just interesting and mm, thinking about like what would happen if i turned up to had i turned up to the wedding had it gone ahead as planned and be like you know I, I would have, I think I would have probably been one of the only, I think the only, like, queer person there, like, queer out person there, which would have been a very interesting thing to do at an Asian wedding as well. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things I'm like, I think that friend of mine was probably the only person I truly stayed in contact with. Um, cause everyone else that I sort of knew really well in high school, I sort of, um, yeah, in the, during the 2017 era of, you know, uh, the same sex marriage postal survey, when a lot of people, when a lot of those people from high school, 
um, really just showed their true colors, as it were. <laughs> um, and it makes look, it makes sense. The school where I attended, the high school where I attended, um, is a very um, evangelical Baptist leaning um, high school with, but there's no like proper affiliation. Um, so it does make sense that there would be students who have, who were raised in, you know, those particular flavors of Christianity, I guess. Flavors. Um, yes. I love, I love calling them flavors and not denominations. Um, you know, just, just to make things, I guess, yeah, more palatable. <laughs> well then in one, in, in what world that like, what flavor then is a non-denominational Christian school? But it's Baptist aligned, see? It just means that it's it's like the home brand um <laughs> you know, home brand um Baptist evangelical flavoured version of Christianity. <laughs> you know, like like those, you know, Aldi branded like stuff that could be as good as the real thing. Yes. Yes, that's that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Aldi, Aldi branded Christianity. Now, what would that taste like? Cheap. No, um, see, I, w- I would go with very Lutheran, given its German history. <laughs> <laughs> um, Martin Luther, but light. Um, you know, maybe not all 96 Less species. fattening. Less. <laughs> low fat. Low fat, high GI. Um, Gluten free. Well, obviously, because the. Um, hosts for communion are gluten-free oh well you can't get gluten-free versions of the host um for communion and whatnot but yeah no um 2017 was one of those things i'm like i am going to start purging my friends list of some people from high school because i just don't want to deal with this um and i am still quite adamant with that. I'm like, some of these people, I'm just like, nah, I I have no need to interact with them again through this medium, um, in person. Yeah, sure. But I think, um, I have the ability to be, to call out the bullshit. So I guess that'll work. Um, but yeah, one of those things you get to contemplate over, I guess. Um, that yeah, uh, we, that was strong energy around the uni, uh, especially like around O Week twenty seventeen, where stuff like started to boil up. It's like cool, let's go annoy the liberal party. Oh my the, the, lord, the, the young liberals. That was always some energy at O Week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Trying to like start a fight between the political oh, clubs the, and that. The, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh. Oh, that was... I never took part in it. I just kind of, like, stood back and watched. <laughs> the anime club were big at that. The anime club were big at, like, trying to start fights. Oh. Yeah, weebs unite. You know, ah, weebs, they, they, weebs they are good, good for something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, uh, I, keep, I keep going back to, like, these... There's a certain point in time I'm just like, how comfortable am I um, to introduce, pe- like, you know, future boyfriends to people that I've known for quite a long time? And I guess this is a very lovely segue into th- an update about what happened, um, what I shared on this uh, last week's episode um, regarding friendships and 
all that problematic bullshit stuff that we talked about. Um, so, once again, for people that know the details of the story, this is it. Um, so, what happened was, a friend of mine, my female friend, wrote a long-ass letter and sent that to our problematic cunt friend, um, I think, and then got like a bunch of voice messages back. Long and the short of it is, is that our problematic friend appears to acknowledge all this shit that he's said and done in the past, not just to my female friend, but to a number of, um, you know, people, females in his life, women in his life. Um, that are not family members, um, has acknowledged that um, and share, I, from what I recall from a summary, is that um, talked about or alluded to things about his mental health, feeling withdrawn in the past and it coming up again. Um from what I can understand is that this this problematic friend knows what toxic shit they've been doing, knows that they have been doing it, but can't seem to li- like make that jump from um, acknowledging the problem to actively doing something about it or going to seek help about it. Um, and... To me, that is a, that just frustrates me because if you know, and we've sort of, you know, me in my sort of like friendship context as a friend, I have encouraged you to consider the idea of going to talk to, you know, a therapist. Um, why, why is it that the jump can't be made to go then seek help? Is it something to do with this friend's, you know, problematic friends um own ego or like um do they see going to therapy as being weak um which is in my personal opinion a fucking bullshit reason yeah a crock of shit um toxic masculinity can go fuck itself um for that um you know it's like you you are so capable of actually making that step to go seek help, but something is stopping you. And you, like I've I hit that point a few months ago already because I could see this like not this exact same situation, but there was a similar sort of thing that was happening. Um, where I was like, look, I am your friend. I can't be your therapist, so I'm. I'm encouraging you to consider going to therapy, right? And that's my ethical boundary, and that's where I drew the line. And we're back to square one again, where problematic friend has is now actually verbalizing that they do have a problem. Um, and this problematic friend has sought help before, like in the past, I think, um, from what I know, like before I met them, um, or before I got to know them well enough. So, you know, they've made that step before so why can't they do it now what's stopping them is it because they have that ego or is it because um yeah you know the the reason of like toxic masculinity or finding finding help is weak is definitely bullshit and like 
it needs to it needs to stop not just saying this as a therapist as an emerging therapist but as a person who knows that you need to talk about shit to you know make sure that you are you know thinking about this in a way that is healthy um yeah not seeking help is bullcrap um so don't fucking stay in that mindset please for the love of god um but again there's so much that we can do as friends and you don't want to force it on them um so we we did reach that point where it's like old group chat is dead um that's it um like I can only ever do so much, and I think my friends have already reached that point. The other male friends in our friendship group have reached that point. Um, my here's the other thing is that from what I from what our female friend has told us is that he problematic friend wanted to meet up with her in person, but it sounded like he moved the onus onto her to make that step. And she was not comfortable doing that for previous reasons stated before. Um, so it's very hard to decipher whether or not this is genuine, you know, this is fully authentic or there is some other kind of like undercurrent of, you know, a, a, a motivation that is like, I'm not the problem. So I'm just gonna, you know, defer to y'all to do the work for me kind of like yeah first i am very frustrated at this process but again i'm trying not to i guess um internalize it a little bit it's just it's just very hard to not be pissed at someone who is can't can't take that step but has done it before so what the fuck is happening now sort of thing so yeah I'm just like, ugh, fire out. Yeah. I, I and I've I've said this to you and it's like sometimes it's really hard. Even even it it's hard to deal with friendships and try to push them in a way that you think is or that you and others think is beneficial for a person. Mm-mm but also not pushing too hard that you just make things worse. Yeah. And I mean, like, in, in this, in your situation, like, shit had just got so bad that it was like, if you don't do it now, it's just going to delay the inevitable. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I think you can read what, what I'm relating to and stuff, but it's also hard to kind of react when people are going on self-destructive paths or the or paths that you think are self-destructive for that person Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah it's it's very hard to strike that balance between not wanting to mandate something but also being genuinely concerned because if there are all these red flags happening um and you've already you know made reference to those to this person and it's come from multiple people you would hope that you know this person would have started realizing again it's it's just difficult to um yeah find that line and, and then make and and stay there and, and it is hard it, it is hard when people get 
So when they get in too deep to whatever it is, mm. and it's like just like I'm, I'm casting you a line, just fucking grab hold of it. Yes. Like we're not sa- like we're not saying you're fucked. There's no help here. It's yeah, like mm-hmm. you're in trouble. We're trying to help, but we cannot provide the help ourselves. Yeah. Or like like we cannot do all the help. You have to accept the help. Yeah. And you and it's not just accepting the help, it's it's like actively wanting to change. Like there's there's that need of um, you know, you wanting to grow and actually get the help for the sake of your, yourself. Um that's sort of that big step. And I think it yeah. I think this person knows it. It's just ego or toxic masculinity which is stopping them from you know moving forward from it um and yeah it it just is difficult cuz again like for a female friend obviously she's not comfortable seeing this person anymore so that's it for her um for the for myself and the boys i guess for some of us it's a slightly different story because we do interact with our friend in a different context um so there's that and we're not going to obviously um throw that relationship under the bus but there's obviously something that we need to talk about um in a in our personal relationship sort of context um but yeah it's it's one of those things like i said last week it's like it's one of those things that in this sort of latter stage of my 20s i'm just like looking at people within the same sort of you know plus minus a few years from me i'm just like okay this is this is an interesting thing to go through at this point in time um but i have a feeling that covid has you know um exposed a lot of the stuff that people have um managed to compartmentalize and you know not not reveal to a lot of people um in terms of you know certain behaviors and those sorts of things and certain ideologies and all the all those sorts of things so um yeah it's just from a personal personal perspective i guess um it's it's disappointing um but in the grand scheme of things i'm not too surprised like if it was going to happen i guess this was going to be you know that point in time where it was going to happen and just got to move through it move forward with it so yeah um again i'm still like i'm still deciding like in the future if if i happen to even when I happen to get married, um, who are the people from my life that I will be inviting to said wedding? Um, like, I guess that's one of those questions I have. N- I get, yeah, now I'm asking. Oh, that's, that's a constant thought for me in relation to family. I'm like, oh yeah, no, family which, is like the same question. Which, which people ones? am I just like, no, and it's like most of them. Oh. And I'm just like, I, it, and it's more just because I cannot be bothered to deal with them anymore. Yeah. No, that's where, fair. And also, as you get 
with a wedding, like as you get down to smaller numbers, like as you exclude more and more people, you can make an, an easier excl- excuse as to why you're... Oh, look. Like when you're getting down to where it's like, cool, it's my parents, my grandparents, my mm. cousins, then you're mm-hmm. like, it's a small wedding and we're only really having the closest to family. Yeah. It's a great excuse. No, you, you know what? You know what? Like, the COVID restrictions to weddings are the perfect excuse for not inviting any problematic family member. Yeah. Like, you know, when we were in the super strict era of COVID restrictions, when they were like, I think Queensland was like 10 people, including the celebrant, um, like, that would have been a very easy call of like, okay, so I just need parents from both sides of the family, maybe siblings from both sides of the family, celebrant, that's it. Yep. Yep. Sorted. Life sorted. Life sweet. And, um, you know, that makes perfect sense. Um, I think, uh, you know, and, and like, for, I feel like for Asian families, that is, there's a whole lot more dynamics that go on into planning weddings because then you get into, and this is something I know, like I heard my, my friend talking about, it's like talking about like inviting cousins and aunties and uncles that y'all have never even met before but your parents say are fundamental to invite because um you know saving face and family images and all that sort of stuff i'm just like how does that translate to a non-heterosexual marriage (laughs) um again as as a queer asian australian person that is something that I will have to contend with uh, when the time comes, if and when I get married to my partner in the future. Um, and I know that some people out there are going to be like, yes, when is this wedding? I'm just like, y'all need to calm your shit down first. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's those like questions I'm like, as a queer person, how does this work? How will, how will, you know, myself and my partner navigate all of this? Um, and I guess that's just, you know, part of the fun, <laughs> um, of it. So, oh, I, I even get thoughts similar to that where I'm like, what if I was to ever date someone who was gender non-binary or trans or like, n- Anyone who was not like strictly gender assigned at, assigned at birth, mm-hmm. I was like. Sometimes I'm like, I just don't even wanna. I wouldn't even just want to introduce them to family because I just, oh. I just can't be bothered to even like. I just don't even want to find out. I know. I'll just. I feel. I feel uh, like. I feel like there are some family members of mine that I'm like genuinely asking myself the questions like will i ever come out to them and then the next logical step there is will i ever introduce my future you know partner husband to them um and i and as i said last week it's like i ask the same questions now of like the friends that i have right now um looking forward i'm just like well the ones that i have now know that i'm out okay that's good but then, will that change? Will their perspective change once I'm in a relationship? I have no idea why. 
Um, maybe it's just cultural. Maybe it's jealousy. Maybe there's some other fucked up toxic masculinity bullshit that's going on. Um, but yeah, once I get a boyfriend, get married, does that opinion change? Um, and it's one of those questions that I am slowly beginning to contend with. Um, like I do, I do like Facebook friends, friends list, like pages, like very regularly. Oh Um, yeah. Like I've managed to keep mine. I've only like only in the last like year, it's sort of like gone beyond like 600 just because of the work that I do, the volunteer work that I do. But like it, you know, I don't even think mine's above 100. (laughs) Oh, see, this is the, this is the thing. I am yeah. a, I'm, I'm a at fiend 67. For... I'm at 67. Mate. And that is very curated. <clears throat> I think I, I, I'm just a fiend for using the friends list function. Like, I have no idea how my other friends um, have have not used the friends list function and therefore, like, censor content or, you know, like... Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have that. I, I have that for stuff. But at the same time, I'm just like... If you say anything somewhat problematic, mm-hmm. if I just do not give a fuck about you anymore, <laughs> you're gone. I always got in a fight with my grandmother on my birthday, I think it was, because I don't have her on Facebook. And oh. I'm like, yeah, there's a reason I don't. And it's just because I don't want... Yes, I could just like mute unfollow whatever the fuck you call it but at the same time like also sometimes i don't want to give people access like a way to access ah yes i'm like also you can just figure out how to contact me using the same function whatever (laughs) but i mean while we're talking while we're thinking about people from school like i think there's like single digit people from school on there yeah. And actually, most of them are probably my brother's friends more than the people <laughs> I was friends with. Mm-hmm. Because after high school, I was more... I had more contact with my brother's friends than I did my friends. Yeah. Just because we went in our own directions while my brother's friends were very group, bro-y, drink the beers and watch the sports in a non-toxic mascul- masculine way. Mm-hmm. Well, a little bit, but like not... In, in an okay way. Yeah. You know, I'm just, like, going through these. I'm like, yeah, I think it's time I need to, I, it's, I think it's really time I do another cull. Um, like, I can get rid of a lot of, um, like, high school juniors of mine that I can't be asked like like some some like some of the reasons why i don't like unfriend people is just because i want to keep tabs on what they're (laughs) doing you know you know like i don't see their content every day i'm just like oh yeah um just want to just want to see like how many children that they've got oh yeah when i was when i was trying to find the mystery ninth i was like i knew you were married oh you have two kids now okay um oh you're married Oh, you've got three kids. I'm like, ah, uh, public schools. <laughs> oh no, it's the, it's the same sort of thing. It's oh, like- I know. I yeah, actually, yeah, Christians, Christians are just as prolific, just as good at good at that. Yeah. I mean, look. I will say one of some- them is Hillsong. <laughs> ah, I see that flavour. 
um <laughs> no see like i know so- some um batchmates of mine from my cohort in high school were that flavor of christianity where they literally took the go forth into the world and you know uh, i will make nations of you to heart they they took the wrong plot point from book of mormon <laughs> yeah two by two um um but you know there are some of them that have like it i guess it's just interesting like my cohort in particular were the cohort that didn't get married immediately um some of them who were you know they were in relationships for maybe four five six years before they started getting married in their mid-20s like i feel like my cohort were the anomaly compared to others in lower grades or like grades above um who got married straight out of graduating from high school um but also like that's that i guess that is a feature of my high school um I'm just, I'm, I looked back on my friendship list from my uh, friends list from people that I have on Facebook. I think I'm still friends with maybe only 15, 20%, like a f- one fifth of my entire cohort, um, just to keep tabs on them. Uh, but like, I'm fairly sure I am friends with 80% of all the queer people in my, <laughs> in my grade. Um, there, there are a few I'm just like, ah, oh, so you're not straight? Well done. Like, welcome to the family. But also, okay, yes, I, I saw that. I can, I could have seen that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, you know, interesting times, I guess, just to see what's happening in, in the different circles that I have known for a while. Hmm. Uh, mum is also always a fan of being like, when I was your age, I was married and I had you. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's always... I'm like, cool, so you want me to go out and have kids right away? She's like, no. I'm like, well, then stop. Stop, stop saying that. Stop comparing to the back in my day thing. Oh, also, I always, always like to point out that I'm like, you rushed into getting married because you were pregnant. Ah. She's like, yeah, but I was. we were going to get married like... Anyway. Well, yeah, we'll get him married anyway. It's just like, you came too quickly. And I was like, I'm always like, I mean, there's a joke there that I won't. Ha, 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 ha. I'm like, yeah, but still, May, you got married in November. You got married six months before I was born. Oh, wow. And then you got married again on your birthday. I see. The second. Yeah, that's the whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I suppose it's not, it's not weird that, you know, people my age have married and have kids, but I suppose it's just like where you are and what your priorities are, I suppose, as well. Mm. No, and that's the thing. I'm just like, nah, maybe in a few years, we'll see. Who knows? Literally, who knows? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Shits and, shits and gigs in the future. Maybe there'll be like a bonus episode, great mates, wedding. <laughs> we should just ah uh, i think there was a plan right there's a plan somewhere deep deep in the group chat it's just like we all rock up to like a wedding and then we just do a podcast at this wedding um but who knows we'll see uh for future it's a future problem i guess for us to work out but yeah um i think we should start wrapping up
and I'm surprised we actually got through um, looking through like 50 minutes an hour's worth of content um, from that but hey that's that's the nature of this podcast we literally do sometimes just talk about our lives um, it's always an interesting journey especially um, yeah more so during this time I guess but um, we'll start doing recommendations and if you don't know what that is is we just recommend to you guys things that we have watched consumed like you know sometimes tested after in the past week doesn't matter what it is um, and yeah Nick do you want to go first or yeah I will I will have my recommend this week be maybe I've done this before I don't know it's hard to keep track of everything <laughs> it is honestly but it is a comic book like seems to be usual for me called we, we three W E the number three by Grant Morrison and Frank quietly it is about a dog a cat and a rabbit that get turned into cybernetic killing machines and them just wanting to be animals. Okay. It's, 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 I think it's like three issues. I've only ever read it in hardcover, but yeah. So it's a really good writer from Grant Morrison, really good art from Frank Quietly. And yeah, it's robot killing machines and the army trying to track them down and them just being like, but I'm a rabbit. I want to eat grass, not kill things. <laughs> And the dog be like, I want to chase cat. <laughs> However, they don't... They, If I remember, they're quite animally talk. Like, they have brain chips that can let them talk, but they're just, like, very much like the dog from Up. Oh, I see. Or it's like, guess what would actually happen if a dog was able to talk? Mm-hmm. So, yes. We three. Uh, and my socials are Twitter, Instagram, Nick Solo L. Sweet. Um, I am probably going to recommend two things. Um, the first one is if you haven't already gone and watched Avatar The Last Airbender on Netflix, go get your ass onto it. Always great. I, I finally finished, um, finally got through into the last episode of book three today. And oh my God. <laughs> first of all, it's been the longest time coming because uh, when did I start? probably started like a month ago and i think it's just because assessment and everything that's been going on in the world in the past sort of four six weeks um that has really slowed my binging of this series again um but it's damn good y'all go watch it um i think if i ever get if i ever finish watching it the second time i should probably give cora another try i have never watched cora before so I watched, like, the first three episodes and was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm out. not into this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I'll probably get onto Cora maybe, um, tomorrow. But given that Semester 2 is ramping up and we're just starting... Yeah, boy. Um, maybe, maybe I will finish it by the end of semester. Maybe earlier. Who knows? Um... The second recommendation I'm going to do is actually going to be a repeat recommendation, but I'm going to acknowledge the the growth that this recommendation has had since I last recommended it. Um, This is um, a YouTube channel called Baumgartner Restoration. I'm fairly sure people have heard me talk about um, this uh, conservator before, but since the last time I recommended this, which I'm fairly sure was 
last like early last year um the video quality has improved like he julian baumgartner has grown so much in terms of like being able to talk about um the way that he's conserving art pieces that he gets um doing explainers of how he creates like this the past few videos that have appeared and if you see his instagram um he made he crafted his own like clamping table to align a painting that is made from like several different wooden panels of different thicknesses that has been warped by god knows what like the process is amazing to watch um and daddy julian now has a beard which is like holy shit um aside from that but you know watch it not just for the way that he restores it he has definitely grown um and struck up i guess a conversation about um the role of conservators and restorers in art and the cultural implications of that um very recently there's a lot of stuff so go follow him on uh, youtube or just go follow his instagram baumgartner restoration b-a-u-m-g-a-r-t-n-e-r restoration all one word um it's fantastic content and it's great like perfect it's perfect for now honestly like the videos are like half an hour long, but they are amazing to, you know, uh, just put on and then just work on something else, or you can be fascinated by the entire process of it. So, yeah, that's a repeat recommendation from me. If you want to come find me on Twitter and Instagram, Twitter I'm not using so much anymore. Um, by the time you're listening to this, I'm fairly sure it's going to be the final of MasterChef. I may or may not be watching it. Um, and then Instagram, I'm more prolific once again on that program, on that platform. So um, find me on either of those as a Bang Panoi. And if you want to come follow the podcast, we're on Twitter and Instagram as Great Mates Podcast. Uh, if you like, enjoyed this episode, want to hit up a conversation, feel free to do so on social media. Sub to us, um, the podcast, wherever you're listening. Um, also, feel free to sub to our um, offshoot podcasts. Let's get to your spoilers for days. Um, by the time this episode comes out, it will be the last part of spoilers for days for Good Place um, is going to be dropping. Fairly sure I've timed that correctly. Um, and then we've got Into Community Podcast, which has got new episodes already out and coming out in the near future. And Unpack This Brain, which has also content coming out on there as well. Um, find them wherever you're listening and follow them for the enjoyable content. And um, I'm fairly sure that is it. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.